I think they need to open up their life, unless it's a mess, right? If your life is a mess, <laughs> don't show the world. Train wreck. Right? Let's go ahead and uh, segue that out. Or maybe show but, it because yep. you know people will relate to it. Like yeah, we you're going to work with a lot of mess. Right. Say maybe yeah. we're, we're yeah. all a train wreck. Today we have a special guest on the podcast, Bob McTague, creator of the Hybrid Agent Method. Today we are going to touch on some technology, learn a little bit more about Bob and how he's implementing technology inside of his business and ultimately how he's elevating his content creation with ChatGPT and even another, I'm sure, a surprise or two. Welcome, Bob. What's going on? Hey, guys. Welcome. So today we have a guest on the iBuyer Experiment, Bob McTague. And Bob was just tag, tag. I gotta, I gotta fix that pronunciation. Hey, well, I'm with a last name like Tomaszewski. I can butcher because uh, mine's butchered 95 percent time. My bad, McTag. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. I should have clarified. So we're excited to have you on here today. So there's a a reason uh, that that kind of sparked this this uh, today's podcast to to get Bob on here and and have that conversation. Why don't you kind of share what that was? Well, first, we're just so excited to have you. Uh, yep. I-, I would love for you to give our listeners and our viewers just a little background on who you are. You are a member of the Zudelio community. and But just give, give us a little bit of background on who you are and your real estate journey. Okay. okay. that's. Uh, I'm going to give you the short version. So <laughs> I started real estate in 2006. So I've been in real estate for quite a, some time, you know, 17 years almost, as a resident real estate agent. But before that, I was an investor. So I was buying real estate throughout the country and things, you know, mostly pre-construction. I was doing a lot of the new build model home, new construction and stuff like that. Uh, then the crash came. It uh, wiped me out a little, you know, but it didn't stop me. It just uh, motivated me to do more real estate. Uh, over that time, I built a team up in real estate in Syracuse, New York, uh, up to 10 agents. Then I uh, kind of got sick of that and I transitioned out of Syracuse and I moved to sunny South Carolina about six years ago and changed my whole business model. So I live in South Carolina, but my real estate business, my team is in New York and I just totally changed everything about my business, recreated it and it's awesome. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Wow. How cool is that? So kind of like a hybrid model. Hybrid, that's exactly what it's called. Yeah, the agent hybrid method. And uh, it's a really, uh, it's a a method that I, you know, documented, formulated over these years. And it's still, you know, it's not a work in progress, I'll say, but every day I'm learning something new about myself, about people, about the system. And, you know, when the pandemic came, a lot of agents were struggling. You know, what do I do at home? I was already at home. You know, I work from home. I work remotely. I've been working this way for six years. So it worked well for me. Um, I still am working at home and it allows me to do other things like the investment side. That's why Zudelio is so awesome and important in, in my business is because it helps you manage your clients and it, you can, I do a lot of social media marketing. So it's good for social media marketing as a, a landing page, as a website, as authority, things like that. So I highly promote Zudelio. Oh, Aww, well, that. thanks. Thanks for cool. that, Bob. We appreciate the, the, appreciate the, plug. the plug. But I think, <laughs> I, I, I think. Absolutely. What, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, what we, what we, I think we share a passion for technology 
<laughs> and one of the th reasons why we're like, we need to get Bob on the yep. podcast was because we've been talking a lot about chat GPT and we've been talking a lot about AI. And then in our closed Facebook group, you posted uh, like a robot assistant that you had created. And we were just fascinated by this. And that's what spurred this podcast here. So like, talk to us a little bit about technology and how you feel about it. Maybe that's a little bit different than mainstream thoughts on technology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you know, when I started my real estate business back in 2006, I was all about lead generation, about technology. I was trying to always figure out what's the next thing. How's that going to help me in my business? And my son, who was involved in the crypto space, he even works in that space. My oldest son, he um, he's a venture capitalist. And basically, you know, he started introducing me to more things around AI. Okay. Like you need to follow this. You should track this. And so that kind of got me thinking about, you know, the metaverse, AI, all these different mm -hmm. applications. It started years ago, five mm -hmm. years ago, even yep. longer. Right. Yep. And, um, you know, so chat um, GPT was one of the things where I said, you know, this is interesting. You know, I was using open AI and I was using it for images, creation and all that stuff. But I said, this is something different because I love to write. So I, I said, but how can this replace me? This is not good, right? Like, I mean, what's going to happen here? But it's actually so creative. So in a lot of my writing, I will use, um, you know, the chat. We'll just call it chat. I'll use chat basically to, you know, let's say summarize some of my views, uh -huh. uh, things like that. I mean, real estate agents can use it for descriptions. I just wrote uh -huh. a new listing. I just wrote a property description. Um, that I'm going to be using. And I can write in there because my MLS is like 1,200 character count. So wow. I can write in chat, hey, you know, formulate something with 1,200 characters, right? And it does exactly that. How cool is and that? And so you yeah. can write your social media marketing campaigns. You can write all your ads. You can write your landing page copy. You can do all that stuff. You can, you can ask, as long as you ask the right questions to chat, it will give you the right answers because it's not Google. You know, Google's yep. scurrying right now. They, they release, they're releasing something yep. or they, you know. So all I would say is it's not a Google search. It's chat. It's being creative. Um, and so I find like these applications, you know, technology is super important in my business because it allows me to be more creative, believe uh, it or not. And yes, that's the thing I about agents to start thinking. You know, not every agent wants to be a writer, right? Not every agent wants to, a lot of agents just kind of, I call it the spam, we'll say. Well, <laughs> they take content and they just push it out to everyone, yep. right? This content. Oh, that works. It's all good. That's all good and dandy. But, uh, you know, I like to be more creative. I like to take my spin on it, my story, my experiences. And I think people are can relate to that. And, of you know, things like chat can help you be a red, better writer that can get your mind thinking more creative. That's how uh -huh. I use chat, you know. Yeah, you are a really good writer, Bob. I, I've watched your posts and I, I feel like for uh, months and months and I, I do know that about you. you and you write in a really relatable way and you'll write about like your life experiences and you'll write about like what happened when the market crashed and like how you picked up the pieces and and all of that. So I, I definitely love that about you. And I love that instead of being threatened by chat, you're seeing it as a way to kind of enhance what you already do. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the goal is like to try to look at all these technologies because there's so many things with AI, like we'll, you know, talk about the video, like the robots, right? Yep. The artificial intelligence. And 
I don't think humans want robots to take over right now. I don't think that. Yeah, a little, I, I think it's a little an underlining early. issue, right? But, you know, when I posted that video on the forum, it was more about, hey, here's something to kind of pique your interest, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say that I would use the robot over my, you know, speech and all that stuff, but you can actually clone your own speech now, mm-hmm. right? It's getting mm-hmm. better. So yep. you could actually, you know, do a lot of audio and recordings that way. And it's just so much stuff happening. You need to think about it. You need to say, can this help me? How is it going to hurt me? What's How's it going to threaten my business? You know, um, I look at that with SEO, people that do content, SEO, mm-hmm. um, copywriters. How is it going to affect them? And, uh, you know, how's it going to, but how can it enhance you as a marketer, you know, as an agent? An agent should be a marketer. That's in my opinion, you know, right? So, yeah, I, I just think it's a good it's a good tool. That's the key word, tool, yep. to use in your business and yep. to kind of investigate because eventually, you know, chat, they released a new version that's a paid-for version, but, a, uh, you know, eventually it's going to be bogged down, the servers, uh-huh. where they're going to have to do something different, you know, because everyone's going to use it. Slowly, slowly, more people are going to use it. Okay. Yeah, that adoption rate eventually yeah. kick in. No, I agree. And the the free version, the freemium model, it does yeah. get clogged up. And I'll you know, I'll find like having to like refresh or go back. <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely getting clogged. I, I know a lot of us are I'm using it for the same kind of purposes as you are, just to kind of get the wheels turning and yep. summarize. Yep. I love the 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 putting a character limit, telling it to put a character yep. limit. That's that's it's kind of a brilliant yep. little how to write like yeah. Uh, a, yeah. a compelling tweet. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you, when you write a description, say like at the beginning, I'm a realist, I'm a luxury real estate agent and I need to write this, yep. like tell, like talk in the way yep. you're having a conversation with someone, right? That's the way to use that program. And you can be real funny and corny with it. I, I've been doing a lot with like write, write a poem, like a for sale by owner yep. poem, right? <laughs> write this in the voice of a pirate or like crazy things and you can yep. build your campaign and write that, right? And you should, I'll, I'll post some stuff in Zudilio that I came up with, well, chat came up with, we'll say. Yes. And I'll post it on there so you guys can kind of see some of the things I'm talking about. Oh, we love that. Yes, I, do. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do that, right? Is, you know, ask your original uh, question and then get it to like change, right? Like write it in a funny tone or like you said, a yeah. pirate. That's, yeah. that's, I haven't done the pirate one, but that's no. a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Let me give yep. you a little side note here when agents can, you know, utilize the same concept. So I also used to do um, like social media marketing for select people and things like that. So this roofing company came to me recently in South Carolina and said, hey, we heard about this, you know, from you or from another person. Can you do our social media marketing on Facebook for our roofing company? I said, no problem. Now, personally, I don't really like to do that anymore. So what I do is I use chat. So I said, come up with all, it's amazing. Yep. I, the whole, all the campaigns I'm going to run, everything was done. The contracts they signed, everything was done on chat. Everything. Amazing. amazing. You know, it's amazing. And then there's another program that I have where I could basically go in, put roofing, and it creates the visual representation for all the the ads I'm going to be doing, mm. little short videos, everything. There's cool. programs out there that do that. I mean, it's amazing now, you know? You know, but I'm still going to interject, you know, my version into it, right? I still have to do the work, we'll say, but then there's tools that you can automate everything. So everything's going in this direction. We need to, as sure. agent, 
as investors, we need to know about how can this help us? You know, some things we're going to have to delegate, right? We don't want to be bogged down with all this creative stuff. We still got to oh, yeah. you know, make the sales, right? But that's really what it's about to me anyways. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think we have to embrace these things because yep. they can enhance what we do. They can increase our bandwidth and allow right. us to to be more effective. And that's I think that's what yeah. I'm after, right? Every day I want to be more effective in what I'm doing. Yeah, creating, yeah. Uh, you know, creating compelling content is not always the easiest thing to do in the world. And, yeah. you know, speaking to that lens, and like you said, you can also say, uh, you know, the audience that you want to address, whether it be age right. or a certain, you know, even a demo, right? Like all of those those types of things, like that, that's the other compelling piece in, inside of this. Have you ever... Um, have you seen that site, uh, this person does not exist.com? No, I, I haven't. I, Check I, that one out. I, let, me think, let me write that down. Yeah, this person does not exist.com. It's I've heard really of it, cool. But I haven't used it. Yeah. It, it literally generates a face in essentially a nanosecond. And like the, the yeah. theory behind it is, yes. is, okay. is how it can regenerate the face over and over and over and over and over again as That's fast right. as almost That's like right. a, me having a conversation and uh, it being able to create deep fakes and you know deep all these types yeah. yeah. these deep types fakes. of things and so it's like you are it, it is it is an interesting topic when mm-hmm. these bots essentially are going to be able to do things you know so much faster than the brain can process and the point of where it seems like uh captured reality right when it's mm-hmm. when it's not mm-hmm. absolutely yep. yeah the deep fakes is a controversial yeah right and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things now they're banning because people are using celebrity, recreating right. the celebrity voices and using them for, for the bad, right, in the world, yep. right? Unfortunately. So these things that aren't the best, but they'll monitor those things. They'll put restrictions on yeah. them. And But a lot of times I still think the average, you know, person, the agent, needs to really investigate this stuff. You know, okay. I, I, did, I don't think they just leave... Not every agent should just leave it to their assistant. Oh no, you gotta okay. kind of get involved into it, right? That's that's my opinion. You know. So so let me ask you this, Bob. Obviously, we're all really passionate about technology here yep. and how it's it's changing and it's changing real estate. It, it really is. And and there's there's still the few that are like, you know, I, I saw a social media post today from someone making fun of agents that are using like Jasper and and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, you're missing yeah, the boat. You're, you're maybe, but. So I know it's controversial still in real estate, but we all know that technology is going to change the way real estate is is bought and sold. It really is. And even the way that we're marketing yeah. properties. And so yeah. I would just be curious from your lens is what do you see as game changers in technology and how that will impact real estate? You know, there's many I'd say subtopics of that, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, well, first of all, going back to real estate agents that don't agree with it are the same agents that take lousy photos and write uh-huh. horrible descriptions. Right? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right? I So I think it's going to evolve and change with, let's just say it on a surface level of the consumer as far as like marketing. Mm-hmm. I think more agents are going to get involved with um, AI for photography. Okay. I think, I mean, I've been using digital staging forever uh-huh. and now I just stumbled acro- across something and I'll post a, another link, to, you know, in the, in the group that basically you can take a room with furniture in it, like 
like a trash room, let's say the worst nightmare of a client that has that's <laughs> a hoarder, right? <laughs> and basically you just with a click of a button, it will basically take all that furniture out and it will put in digital staging, like it'll put nice furniture in that room. It's amazing. Wow. Now Very obviously cool. there's some disclaimers, right? Sure. See what's possible there. Right? But just think about that. Just think how fast that is, like you said earlier, like how fast that can be done. And I think that's going to change on a marketing level for the agents. And I think agents are going to have, will be able to do you know less and have a better product. Now, the only problem with that is if it goes on a national scale, then every agent will be the same, uh, right? Uh -huh. It'll be the sameness. I mean, I love that I'm yep. one of the few agents that still in my market that will say that do professional photography, that do digital staging, that have these different tools, right? Uh -huh. But I, I think that, so on the consumer level, the consumer hasn't demanded it enough yet. Like I want professional photography. I want digital staging. Like they just don't get it. Right. But what I really think that could happen is AI to get really to the real center question here. Will it replace the real estate agent in some capacity? And I've been saying this for a while now that different technologies will try to eliminate certain types of real estate agents. Like mm -hmm. for example, the buyer's agent, right? You know, before I'll mention the big Z, Zillow, but <laughs> before, you know, things happen with iBuyer and all that stuff, you know, I really believe that, you know, Zillow was going to take over the marketplace. They were going to have all this inventory. They were going to get all these agents through their premier agent, you know, platform. Yeah. And they were going to basically be a major brokerage. Obviously they became a brokerage, right? But they were going to be a major brokerage. And then what would happen is Amazon, Zillow, they would get together and buyers would no longer need the agent. They would go in, they would just go on their app. They would get the code. They would send over their pre-approval. The yeah. They so, would do all the qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would go in the house and they wouldn't need the agent. Then they would get on their app. They would talk to a robot or talk to Generate an agent that's wherever, right? And say, hey, I want to put this offer together. And that agent, you know, through technology and all that, would yep. know the state contracts, what to fill out, what to send, send it electronically, and the deal's done. And then they have yep. their attorney if it's an attorney state. So can that happen still? Absolutely, 100%. right? That's that's a definite possibility. And the first person that will go will be the buyer's agent because that's that's where there's, you know, it's an easy transaction, even though it's not, right? Right. I mean, oh, they're unlocking a, yeah, they're. Yeah, right. yeah, just I've, unlocking a door, yeah. Right, and, we, and, we and we all know it's 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 not an easy thing, but I, I definitely agree that it's the first point of attack. That's yeah, the first I don't want to downplay that. the buyer's strategy that they can speak to and everything else for everybody that's listening out there. We're not hating on fiduciary no, and strategy. I, no, and no, not those at all. I'm, I'm things, a 60 yeah. 40 agent. I'm 60% buyers, 40% listings. Right. Now I shifted where I'm like 50 50 or 60 40 or the opposite way just be, because of marketing conditions. But the point is that you know you have to be understanding this, not to say if you just got your real estate license, it's doom and gloom. It's right. not. Right. You need to know how to pivot. You need to know about, this is why we're talking about technology. You need to yep. know, how can I be relevant maybe somewhere else? You know, what what can I do that, that you know, showcases my ability, right? So there's just so much that's happening in real estate with the attack of the real estate commissions with a lot of the pending lawsuits and all that, yep. where the buyer side, again, is facing a lot of scrutiny. Okay. Um, now with sellers, you know, if you're representing sellers, sellers are going to need, you know, the services of a real estate agent. 
there's always been discount brokers everywhere, but mm-hmm. it didn't thrive as much, mm-hmm. right? There's always these models out there, but I still believe that if you represent sellers and you represent the investment, then you're going to do well in real estate because real estate's always an investment and it's always a one-on-one transaction with someone. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is, you know? I agree. It's it's human to human when it comes down to it. Yeah. And are there inefficiencies? Yes. Yeah. And I, I look at, you mentioned the lawsuit. And I know that's something that I, I think that the big case is the Sitzer Burnett versus mm-hmm. NAR and I think a few others yeah. uh, of the conglomerates. Yeah. And I believe that's set for trial in October. And, and it could get pushed, probably but, like, likely will. Uh, but yeah. What do you see with the lawsuit? What do you see playing out with that? And and I'd love to get your thoughts on like let's let's say your thoughts and then your thoughts on if, if the plaintiff prevails, yeah. what do you see happening? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of homeowners that don't understand how, how that commission structure works. Mm. Right. When you go into a listing appointment, Valid. it's like you're paying me, you know, five, six, seven percent commission. And by the way, we're giving X to the buyer's agent, right? right? And I think that a lot of homeowners don't really understand it. They just go along with it. And I think is if there's enough backing and there's enough, we'll say, um, you know, a case to be made that, you know, they should not pay, the listing agent should not pay the buyer's agent, then things will have to evolve in real yep. estate. And I don't think they, this is the talk. Okay. Well, that's okay. If this happens, because then we'll just, instead of the buyer paying us a commission, right out of their own money, which isn't going to happen, we can just pad that in the real estate deal. We'll just add it to the purchase price. I just, that's another whole can of worms right there. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of issues with, you know, adding things in for closing costs and all this stuff. Right. Right. So there's all these things like, what if I don't, I don't think real estate agents, the local agencies, the associations are really thinking hard about this issue. I don't think they really think it's a, it could happen, you know, and and, and it can. And I think there's going to be huge problems if it does happen because there's a lot of agents, teams that have leads generation. This goes down like a massive scale here. If you subscribe to major lead generation for buyers, Mm -hmm. now you can't service those, right? Or you have to put some ironclad agreements into your you know, your real estate structure that the buyer's going to pay. I mean, this is crazy. You right. know, I don't think agents are really setting themselves up for like a plan B. I don't think they're thinking about what's going to happen. Right? I just, I just don't. I, I, hope I, I really didn't answer your question. Like, <laughs> well, but, but it's very valid because to your point, you know, in our earlier part of our conversation, when when they're so focused on, you know, the Where's my next lead going to come from? Where's my next deal going to come from? How am I going to produce content? How am I going to uh, produce compelling content? How am I going to convert this next person? Right? They they they're a jack of all trades and a master of none. Unfortunately, is what the overall space is inside of this. And it's not until really you've done a fair amount of practice, you know, and transaction experience that you start looking at things through these angles. So I think what you're saying is extremely savvy and very very valid. Yeah, and I think what's the value proposition? We have to go back to that with a real estate agent. I mean, you know, it's been very interesting the last, we'll say, three years, right? Two and a half, we'll say two years. The last two years have been very interesting. Anyone that got into real estate in the last two years doesn't really understand how real estate really no. is or was. 
Right. They just don't. <laughs> it's a totally different climate. You don't have to have a lot of, I, I hate to say this, and, I'm, and I love real estate agents because I help them every day and all that stuff, but there's not a lot of skill that you need in the last two years. Right. There just wasn't. It was a very fear-based market, FOMO, you know, revenge spending, all this stuff, right, that I talk uh -huh. about because I think a lot of agents just kind of got a pass. You know, if it, and an agent's got an increase of their income because the values went up, right? Yeah. Every, everyone's uh -huh. making yep. more money just because, right? Yep. All these things are ha happening in the last two years that just weren't normal, especially in my market. They just weren't normal. And and when's it going to stop? We don't know, right? And is the market going to crash? No, it's not going to crash. Things are great now. It's going to be a repeat of next year. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen, right? Right. But I think that this new dynamic with the lawsuit is going to change a lot. Let me give you an example of this. So in my marketplace, um, further like closer to New York City in Long Island, they did this investigative report, right? And basically they they will say act, there was people acting as real estate agents and they wanted to see if, if these agents were breaking fair housing laws and things like that. And in fact, they did. They were steering and other things. Mm -hmm. and there was this huge huge trial and everything else. What it came down to be was that they found that agents were steering. They, you know, there's all these big things you never want to hear about in real estate, right? What yeah. happened to the, in the consumers and they were being taken advantage of them, fair housing, ethics, violations, all that stuff, civil rights, all that. It's terrible. So what, what, what happened was in New York, in New York, throughout all New York, they basically implemented this thing called the Standard Operating Procedure uh, Policy, which is the SOP. And the SOP said that you, as a real estate agent, your broker had to make two choices for all the members of his association, of his team. You as an agent could not ask a buyer for a pre-approval. You had to show them a house even if they weren't pre-approved. Really? Huh. In wow. New York State, you have two choices. That's crazy. It's for your brokerage, you can you sign off with the state and say we we require pre-approvals or we don't, don't. require pre-approvals. Either or. The second thing was we re we require broker agency when we meet a buyer or no broker agency. Okay, and and yeah. the the and so the biggest one was the pre-approvals because now you have agents going around with non-pre-approved buyers. buyers. Kind of scary. This was, it was scary and it happened at the worst time when the market went, was was on fire in the last two years. There was mm. buyers everywhere, even if they weren't pre-approved. So you had all mm. these showings of these houses. You had all these, but you didn't have a, the, the same amount of offers. You could have a hundred showings. And I tell talk about this all the time in my market and only 20 offers. What wow. happened to the other you know, 80, 80 buyers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of them weren't even pre-approved. Yeah, right? so 50 so of them didn't point, qualify. <laughs> yeah, so my point is, if this can happen on such a like small scale where things change, you know, new policies, new new things got implemented off of this, what do you think is going to happen with the lawsuit okay. on a national level, right? It's going to be so pandemonium. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yep. And then bro the brokers are going to scurry around trying to come up with new policies. How can we protect our agents? How can we protect this? How can we protect that? And we're going to come up with all these new forms and all these new documents and all these new procedures. It's it, it could be I, I think it well there's also and I I am not a doom and gloom person right I no, definitely no. am not 
I'm a very realistic person and I look at the merit of this lawsuit and I look at some of the decisions that have been made already. So the decision to make it class action was yep. was, was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that had epic proportions. 500,000 people yeah, already in it. Now today. half a million sellers already yeah. are a part yeah. of this. And right. they're saying that the monetary implications, if the plaintiff prevails, they're asking for, I believe, a billion in damages yep. and then up to four billion. But then because they, they can also award treble damages, it could be like, like $15 billion. Like this could crush NAR. Like we're talking yeah. like we're talking this could take down NAR. NAR. It, it, could. it could. It could. Yeah. <laughs> it could. I it agree could. with you. I it, mean, could. it could. It could. Uh, yeah. It could. It could. It could definitely happen or or something out of that not so bad will happen with change. Oh, right? I, uh, yeah. I think it, massive change of how you have to disclose certain things as a real estate agent and give more options to the seller, which will also impact your commission. I right. mean, there's all these different things about, to think about. Well, and there's like, like go, go ahead, Bob. No, you go, you go. I'm talking too much anyways. I love to talk. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I look at this sometimes through a little bit of a different lens, right? Like the, the fact that there's 1.6 million active realtors right now. And I mean, yes, they're all chasing the opportunity. We just went through a year not too long ago where we did 6 million last year was not too bad, et cetera, right? We understand the business model of it. But yeah. the part I want to speak to is actually the associations and the National Association of Realtors economic model, right? Where it's umpteen hundreds of dollars, whatever you whatever it is for them uh, to pay your dues and those types of things. I think they've lowered the barrier of entry on a lot of that to elevate the business practice of that. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, again, that's where some of that economic model and the flawed approach has come from is the barrier of entry has gotten so low because they chased the cash there and now it'll be a, a flip of a circumstance where it will elevate the education barrier. It will elevate, um, really, the, I'll, I'll use your your SOP, the standard of, of practice, but instead of policy in, in this circumstance, to where it'll change the game there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, for one, honestly, I, I mean, yes, it could, it could come from uh, some pain and some shift, et cetera. But let's face it, the one thing that is probably not going anywhere is the consumer's desire to to move, right? Like our transaction count of four to six million is not going anywhere, right? That's and right. so that's one that for me, like that to me, that's why I am an optimist in this, right? And I mean, obviously, right. Kayla, myself, you, we've made it. I mean, you in 06, I, I think I'm an 06 or she's an 04, right? So oh, we've three. been through a 03. <laughs> so we've been through a storm. <laughs> we, we've been through a storm or two, is, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah, is my point. I've and, been through a freaking tsunami. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real estate's yeah. been interesting. And sometimes I relish these opportunities, right? Because riches are in the niches. And there's always right. there's always, some, right. there's always going to be a way to niche down and dominate. That's right. Well, like, whether it be technology or anything else. Yep. So. Any Anytime there's a scoreboard reset, there's opportunity. And, and I think that that's what's exciting for me. Yep. Anytime there's... But, you know, back to, back to kind of how you're operating and i want to hear from you because you know you, you've got this hybrid model and mm-hmm. you're building this this team and i know you're coaching and training a lot of agents mentoring them i know you provide a ton of really good value and really goodwill good. to our zudelio group but i want to hear from you kind of like what what is working right now and what should agents be doubling down on to grow their business well, you know, that's an interesting question to me because I always take it outside of real estate. 
to bring it back into real estate. Okay. And, you know, and, and I'm not going to really go into that today's talk about that, but what I mean by it was like mind body, right? You got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others, right? You got to really develop that passion Love for it. exercise. Diet. But that's a talk that you lost all the listeners right now. So I don't want to go there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, no, that's the truth. The well, but that's that's my life. So when I decided to get out of real estate, not get out of real estate, but get out of that hustle and the grind, and you know, doing all things and wearing all the hats and showing homes, listing homes, paperwork, meetings, this that, I didn't want that anymore. And I wanted to reconnect with myself and become the best version of myself. So I think agents need to go back and say. Listen, the business is always going to be there. Like you said, you're always every, no matter what marketing you go through, there's always business, always, as long yep. as you're relevant and you're there and you're consistent and you're in the, in the space. And we'll get to what I think agents should do, but I th think it all starts with reconnect with yourself, you know, find passion back in yourself and say, you know, I'm going to make myself better so I can withstand those challenges mentally, physically, things like that, and have, you know, clear goals. And I can be super focused and creative and use chat and all these technologies because I want to be a better person and a better real estate agent. So what can real estate agents do? I still believe, which I'm going to be getting back on, which I started with is video, right? I still believe video is crucial in a real estate, real estate agent's game, right? And I don't think it's just because creating content for real estate. I think agents need to be creatives in general. I think they need to open up their life unless it's a mess, right? If your life is a mess, don't show <laughs> the world. Train wreck. Right? Let's go ahead and uh, segue that out. Or maybe show but, it because, yep. you know, people will relate to it. Like, yeah, we you're going to work with a lot of right. messes. Maybe we, yeah. uh, we're, we're all a train wreck. <laughs> all train wreck. In one way, in good, one, right? in one way or another. niche, right? Yep. But realistically speaking is you've got to be that leader, you know, of yourself and then you can lead others and you really have to, You'll be passionate about your life. So you can interject some other things you do in your life. Like I interject martial arts and I interject some cooking. I interject all these other things, right? So I think you have to be real, number one. Then you have to get your message out there. You know, it always amazes me because um, in my marketplace, you know, I no longer are in Syracuse. I don't sell, I don't meet any clients. I don't, I wasn't from Syracuse. I'm originally from Boston. So I moved to Syracuse. I was a transplant there. I, then I moved out. I don't know a lot of people in Syracuse, but I'm still able to do more business than the agents that have two, 3,000 uh, friends on Facebook. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I think it's really because of the the consistency of like the lead generation. And I think a lot of agents miss that. So I want to touch on that. Lead generation, putting yourself out there, messages, messaging, marketing, the right narrative. I think that's super important for an agent to start to develop that through story, through being authentic. Those types of things I think are crucial, you know, call it the neighborhood mayor, whatever you want to call it. Yep. But I think it goes beyond the neighborhoods. I think it goes be into you, your lifestyle, other people can see that you're a real person and maybe they like you, maybe they don't like you. It doesn't matter, right? You're being yourself. And I think really creating that character and having your own journey, whatever it may be, and stop being this like real estate agent that you yeah. think you need to be yeah. and start being yourself who's a real estate agent that's going to find themselves and be creative and different than something that no one else does right and i think that's what that's what i am i i don't think i i don't want to be like every real estate agent i don't Fair. i just don't right i just Fair. that's just yeah. not what i would do so so i think video lead generation 
um, content creation, authentic content cre creation is, is, is a gateway to being more, let's say open with yourself that will open you up to other people in the marketplace. That's just my, my take on it. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I mean, I've, I've lived that journey. I yep. know, I know how that journey plays yep. out and it's, it's really effective. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's effective. I mean, if you want to be like every other real estate agent, just keep doing that. You're going <laughs> to get the same results. I always say, right. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I still do some traditional things agents do, but sure. yeah, I kind of, you know, don't, I now still post to Facebook and like, just listed or just sold, right? Whatever, right? To keep my office happy with me, like uh -huh. oh, Bob's still, you know, showing our brand, right? So, yeah. but but basically, I still, but I'm doing all the back end stuff no one sees, uh -huh. like creating that content, those pages, the marketing materials, uh -huh. the things where I'm trying to engage the consumer to to think like, oh, you are different, and it's tough right now. Uh -huh. It's so super yeah, competitive. It's kind of, it, it has been creative. It is so, competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's super competitive. No matter how creative you are and how good, great you are, doesn't sometimes matter. Doesn't matter. You know, you have to be, you have to be show up more, more often than not. You got to be top of mind with consumers. You just got to really be out there in the trenches without killing yourself. And that's the other thing. I don't, my schedule, like you guys talked about, I have a schedule and it, I follow that schedule. You know, I don't. Yep. I have time for my family now. I have time for things I like to do, exercise, reading, writing. That all fits in. And 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 deals, I hate to say this, deals can wait because they're always going to be there. And if you have that mindset, they'll always be there. Okay. And every day I wake up, all, all I have to do is I have this, I have this philosophy. It's three uh, three contacts a day, three meaningful contacts a day. And if I can have three a day, that you know compounds yep. over time. And if you run those averages, you got to equal X amount of deals. Okay. Uh -huh. So as long as they have a good text message conversation, email conversation with a buyer, a seller, investor, whatever it may be, right? Or an agent, you know, partner, whatever, then that's key. That's key for me. And that's uh -huh. it. I right? love it. I love the simplicity of it because I think that complexity is, I say this a lot, complexity is the enemy of execution. And so I love that you break it down so simply and just tell yourself, hey, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to have three meaningful conversations. We all know conversations create closings. And because of that, you know, you're really able to sustain this awesome business and not drive yourself mad. Yeah, in the process. yeah. In, in the real estate <laughs> business, you know, here's the thing. You guys have an awesome business. You create software. I'm, I'm the envy, envy of you guys. Like, it's the best thing, right? You guys are, you guys are awesome. And your pink <laughs> shirt you. is awesome, by the way, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's a custom one. Like I have a, it's a Zudilio, um, yeah. conversation. Heart. So that that's awesome. Very, very excited so, about it. So, oh, so February, really... it's good candy for next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I think it's it's a thing where you 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 have to really understand that, you know, real estate to me is secondary. I'm gonna say that in a nice way, because I want to focus on things that I love to do, and one of them is like martial arts, but the other the other thing I love to do is investments, right? Uh -huh. Is to work. I, I I don't necessarily love client work. That's my point. And I, it, how can you get out of client work, but not get out of client work? And you still want to take care of the consumer at the highest level possible. And I think sometimes when you delegate and you use leverage in the right ways, you can even take care of the client to a higher level. That's my whole system. You don't have to be face to face, shaking hands with the client. You can help them out on a deeper level because a client can always get in touch with me 
within my boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. most agents are running all over the place and they're not, they can't pick up the phone to talk to their client or they can't email. I mean, it is what it is, right? So my point is that make real estate secondary, but make it, if it's your sole income, then definitely work it, but have other passion projects around real estate. You can't just be all real estate all day long. I, I mean, unless you have other things going on, like you guys, you got this deal, you got this, you got that. So real estate, but imagine if you just did residential real estate in the grind, 24 seven, nonstop, eating in your car. It's depressing. I mean, I hate to say well, that. Well, you burn out. It, 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 it has a shelf life. That's that everybody who's, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why I know we know a lot of top producers and you know, being top producers at one point in time in our real estate careers where you're doing like, and I mean like from the transactional side, it's tough to maintain that for that over a 15 year thing, just because you burn out at such a level. And, and you're right. Your clients do have such high expectations of you, but I do want to comment one thing that you said there, because I think, um, you know, for me, I'm, I, I tend to be, you know, kind of like a, a book mentor nerd, right? And I was hearing a ton of when you were, uh, of what you were saying there is Stephen Covey's, you know, be proactive versus reactive, right? And yeah. just having that simple mindset of, okay, how am I going to control my narrative versus, oh my gosh, a client just called me. I got to call him back. Let me drop what I'm doing. Let me go run and do this. Oh, they want to go see a house. And, oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I can't meet you in an hour because I have to go show a house, right? Like there's yeah. so much of that you know, commission, commission breath, right? That's kind of what I call it. And I've always called it. So. Yeah. But he, but here's the thing, you know, I mean, I subscribe to a, a lot of lead generation services, okay. Yeah. Third party services, lead providers, things like that, where you pay them on the back end, and the lead servicers, because there's so much competition in that space have become micromanaged. They've been micromanaging the agents now. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you have to do all these, uh, you know, these updates all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or you get dinged or you, you're not going to get leads. You got to do this. And your speed to lead is like crucial right now, yep. right? Oh, you yeah. got to get back to the person because there's three other agents in the queue that are <laughs> going to take your spot, right? Yep. So there's all these things happening. And I, would, and I, I remember the time when, when I first started doing lead generation. This is no lie. I used to get a thousand leads. And I had a small team, a thousand leads a month. So I would, and no, because a lot of people were doing lead generation. So I'd go into my office with a stack of like papers like this and just start passing them out to the agents. And they thought I was like Santa Claus, right? And I, <laughs> and I used to, but then I used to micromanage them, right? I used to do behavioral marketing and be like, okay, you didn't call this person back. When are you going to call them back? And it got to be like, they only called them once, manager, right? It was horrible. And, yep. and the problem is, is all these lead companies are all competing for the same dollar. Yep. So they're putting agents under the microscope right now. They're putting yep. them against each other. Who can, which kind of ties back into commission. There's some models out there where they're like, for you to win this lead, you got to take a $3,000 flat fee commission, right? When you yep. got $10,000, yep. right? Now, now I subscribe to some of those models. I love, because I love to see the models. I like to, like the inner workings of how they're marketing, how they're advertising, dissecting it you know, reverse engineering their system, right? And how many clients are they getting through? Do clients really care about the lowest commission? What do clients care about, right? So I'm always looking at these things to try to put them into my business. And, but as as agents, we need to really start thinking about this. But those lead companies, I'm telling you, they don't understand that these consumers go into the same three different systems, yep. four different systems. Right. Yeah. And they're all competing against the same lead. So when they're chasing the agent down, having major calls, 
Give us some updates. We need more updates. We need this. Yeah. Why can these people buy and sell a house? Not all leads transact. I hate right. to tell you that. You know? Yep. But they're trying to protect their bottom dollar because they're pushing out the marketing. Well, that, that's their business model. That's their business yep. model. They have to do that, right? right? I mean, that's why, you know, Zillow and other companies, you just pay a monthly fee. They don't care what happens. But the companies that are paying up front and then taking a referral fee on the back end, they want you to perform. And you better perform because we're going to give it to the next agent. And that's also what's a downfall that's happening in the lead systems out there. You yeah. know? I mean, I believe in accountability, right? Oh, but yeah. A lot of these agents, it's just you're creating this major competition. Okay. Yeah. That's major competition, which is good. But, and, and I always try to be first, but what I was getting to your point was so because of that, now you're trying to control your life, but now you're getting a ding on your phone. It's speed to lead. You got to yep. react to this person. You got to react to that person. You yep. got to do this. You got to do that. It's a, it, it's disruptive. It is. Yeah, it's disruptive. I still love real estate. Oh yeah, I I mean. Well, and if you're a single agent that's coming in and try to compete against uh, you know a, a local high powered agent or you know a Mark Spain of the world, that's, that's Mark Spain. Uh, yeah, that's a Mark that's a Spain. tough one. Well, yeah, or yeah. or the single agent could have an advantage because they have nothing else to do but sit there and wait for that lead to come in. <laughs> or, or the hybrid agent could have an advantage. Like yeah, me, there because, you go. Because the hybrid is basically, I sit in my house, the leads come in, I can still do what I want to do, and then I'm delegating those leads after I make the conversation and set them up for success. I'm sending them over to the showing agent that works for me. And that's the key thing because I'm always available within my time to answer those questions. And I don't mind doing that, you know, running on the road, running here, going there in a snowstorm, whatever it may be. I don't want to do that. You know, okay. yeah. I, I, I opted for to control my environment so I can control my life and my business. And that's what it is. I love it. I love yeah, the a ton of insight. The, yeah. The, just the different spin on selling houses. So I love it. Bob. Yeah. Hey, so if our listeners and viewers would like to connect with what is the best way for them to do that? I'm old school. No, I obviously I have social media and all that. Um, it's, uh, but you can go to the, instead of the high, uh, let us think of the website, hybridagentmethod.com. So that's okay. one way we can register cool. to get, to get on to like, let's say the list where it's like an interview process. I don't let anyone in the program. I'm, okay. I'm not trying to make a ton of money off that program. I'm not just like some guru, like, oh yeah, I have the best method, right? I have a proven method that works, but it's not for everyone. Right. Okay. Sure. So they can find me there, social media, Instagram. Yeah, I still do stuff like that. I'm going to be building out my YouTube channel on all these things I talk about, like the agent hybrid method. I'm going to create a dedicated channel for that. I am starting to create a channel for my uh, martial arts and then real estate for cons on the consumer end. So I'm getting back into YouTube. So I'm getting Fun. back into doing all that stuff. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I will ask Colby, our awesome videographer and editor, to yeah. put those links in so that people can find you. And it has been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Bob. We've appreciated well, thank having you. you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys are my favorite. I love when you have your... You talk to my wife is always like, who's that girl talking in the background? I'm like, 
Oh, that's Kayla. She's just off. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. It's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, that's funny. well, we appreciate you. Again, I know yeah. I've said this, but we just love all the value and goodwill that you give our community. You are a contributor, and, and that always wins over my heart. Yeah, sincerely, thank you for yes. the contribution. We yes. are, oh, no, thank we you, are guys. I appreciate it. Seriously. We appreciate yeah. you. Well, thank you, Bob. It's been fun. 